And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oda Pain Podcast. It's Friday. It's September 15th. It's 2023. And the Joe Beningo Oda Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by the Anita Discount Tires, and of course, our friends at DraftKings. Week two in the NFL. Uh, we will do our, our picks for week two. Of course, my wife with a winning week last week, she beat me. She went two and one. I went one and two. My my football team, the Jets, salvaged me, saved me from a uh, lockout 0-3 week. So 2-1 for Terry, 1-2 for me. And um, we'll continue with the uh, picks uh, as we move on for week two in the National Football League. The Eagles last night made it 2-0, a 34-28 victory over the Minnesota Vikings in Philadelphia. Minnesota now 0-2, Philly 2-0, Minnesota 0-2. To start the year, if you did not see that game because you did not have the Amazon Prime package, <clears throat> if you know what you could do, <clears throat> if you get up early enough in the morning, you could watch it at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they replay it on the NFL Network. I actually saw uh, the very end of the game. Vikings were a seven-point underdog. Nice backdoor cover by Minnesota. They were down 34-21. Scored a late touchdown to cover the number. Uh, Philly was favored by seven. So hopefully. You add Minnesota and the points. All right, Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast. I'm going to start with this. We'll get to the football, obviously, the Jets week two uh, in Dallas against the Cowboys, 425 on Sunday. Still very, still very good. Still feel very good about my football team in spite of the injury to Rodgers. I think the point spread's out of whack in this game, but, you know, we'll, we'll address that as we go forward. The Giants, of course, in a game they have to have. I mean, let's be honest. You know, Giants cannot lose to the lousy Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Uh, They're looking at uh, a long road if they get knocked off by Arizona after that beatdown 40 to nothing to the Cowboys last Sunday night. So they got the, the, to me, the best team in the NFL, the 49ers coming up uh, three days later on Thursday night uh, in uh, Santa Clara. Uh, So, and they got some tough games coming up after that. They got that back-to-back where they play the Dolphins and the Bills on the road. They got to play the Jets yet coming up. So some tough games for the Giants. So this is a game they really need on Sunday against Arizona. All right. I want to talk, before we get even into more into the football, and I will, a little bit about this. I, I've gotten into this thing with this David Stearns hiring <clears throat> to be the uh, new uh, head of baseball operations for the Mets. And you know I I am not crazy about this guy. I mean, I this guy, as far as I'm concerned, Stearns is at a central casting for what the, you know, the new uh, uh, hierarchy, you know, the new management in baseball looks like. 38 years old, right? Guy looks like the typical, you know, absolute geek, nerd, whatever the hell you want to call him. All right. Went to Harvard, of course. I mean, you know, how could he not have gone to an Ivy League school? So he's one of these guys that already is smarter than you are. I knows more than you do. Now he... He invented this lab. I guess they have a pitching lab that he invented. I guess he invented it when he was in Houston. Then he was using it in Milwaukee, a pitching lab. Really? Come on. Do you think Sandy Koufax and Bob Gibson and Tom Seaver and Juan Marichal and Don Drysdale and Jim Palmer and Catfish Hunter, you know, and even coming up more to like the guys like Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez and Greg Maddox, do you think these guys need pit- needed pitching labs? For what? <laughs> To see how many, you see, uh, you know, pitching lab to make sure you, you know, you get your five innings in, you know, let's make sure we limit your pitch count to 85 pitches. I mean, is that what the pitching lab is all about? 
I am not crazy about this guy Stearns. In fact, I'm scared of this guy. I am. I'm, I'm worried this guy is not is going to trade Pete Alonzo. I, I'm telling you right now, Met fans, be wary of this guy. I mean, and that would be an – you cannot trade Alonzo. In a bad year, here's Alonzo sitting here with 44 homers and 109 RBIs in a year that has certainly not been a great year for the Mets. And let's be honest with this, though. The Mets pulled – you say whatever you want, and I've said this over and over. The Mets pulled the rug out under us this year. You can't tell me that if they would have kept this team intact, even if they just got rid of Scherzer. Scherzer, I don't care, and now he's done for the year. I guess he's out, right? I think he hurt his arm. He's finished for the year with the Texas Rangers, so good to see you, Max. So that, that deal turned out to be pretty good for the Mets. But they should have never traded Verlander. They probably should have kept David Robertson. And this team, and maybe if they would have, and I don't know what the deal is with Mauricio, who's now missed a couple days in a row. I guess he was sick or whatever. Who knows? You know, he has a big game, hits a home run, does the crazy bat flipping, and we don't see him for two days. Who knows what the deal is there? But apparently he's sick. But Mauricio should have been up three months ago. And when you look at the state of the wild card race in the National League, right, the Mets would have probably been right there. Nobody's running away with it. You know, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks came into City Field this week for a four-game series, and they were in the final wild-card spot. They were in one of the three wild-card spots, and the Mets beat them three out of four. They should have won all four. They should have swept them. You know, none of these teams is running away with anything. They really aren't. I mean, now the Mets play Cincinnati this week, who's also in the uh, starting tonight, who's also in the um, thick of the wild-card race. The Mets would have been right there, and they punted the season. And I'll tell you right now, these guys that they got, the Cunha's brother, this guy they got, what's his name? I can't, Gilbert that they got in the deal for Verlander, Drew Gilbert. These guys better be freaking good, man. They better be. And I want to see these guys next year. I want to see them. I want to see Gilbert. I want to see Acuna. I want to see uh, Mauricio. I want to see Alvarez. These guys got to play. I don't know what they're doing about pitching because they don't have too much of that. Explain this to me, too. This makes me crazy, too, all right? It really does. Think about this, Met fans. So you got this guy, Joey Lucchese, and I'm not, I am not—I don't want to go crazy about Joey Lucchese, but you got this guy, Joey Lucchese, right? He's pitched like three spot starts all year, right? He pitches a game, goes down to the minors again. You don't see him for a month and a half. Then he comes back and pitches another game, right? Then he goes back to the minors. He pitched the other day, seven shutout innings or whatever it was, into the eighth inning in this win over Arizona. This guy, every time he's pitched, he's been good. Why hasn't he been in the rotation all year? Can you explain me that? Right? Why hasn't he been there? Especially after they got rid of Verlander and Scherzer. We got to keep seeing Tyler McGill and David Peterson. Where is this guy Lucchese? And how about this Buto, Jose Buto? His guy's pitched pretty damn good, too. How come we haven't seen more of him? I'm telling you, the Mets are trying to lose games. Now they're out of the, they're not in the last place right now. They're ahead of Washington after this three-game winning streak. You know, maybe the order's coming down from uh, from on high. Maybe Stearns and Epler are saying, hey, don't win any more games. You know, we got to get that higher draft choice. I'm really down on the Mets. I, I, the Mets, to me, this year really screwed the fan base. And they can say whatever they want. About, you know, they want to, all of a sudden they decided to transition and build the farm system up and all this crap. They punted the season on the fans. That's what they did this year. And I'll tell you right now, if they trade Pete Alonzo, oh my God, really. I mean, you tell them, what, where are we replacing 
Uh, maybe. And I know Matt Olson's got 50 homers or whatever he's got for Atlanta this year. Could you imagine how many home runs Alonzo would have if he was hitting in the middle of the uh, Atlanta Braves order? Well, what, what would he? What, how many homers would he have? Would he have 60 already? He wouldn't have got hit because he'd be playing for the Braves. Charlie Morton would have hit him in a wrist. The Mets don't hit anybody. He wouldn't have to worry about that. Free All they do is get hit constantly. It's a joke. They better not trade Alonzo. I'm worried about this guy Stearns, you know, with this analytical bullshit, because that's what it is. You know, they can't play, so they got to reinvent the wheel. And, and and don't believe what your eyes are seeing. I'm telling you, this guy, you know, he's really not as good as what you're seeing on the field. And that's the kind of crap that they try to sell you with this analytical crap. And I'm worried about it with this Stearns that they're going to trade Alonzo. I'm really, really concerned about it. And if you're a Met fan, you should be. You should be. And I'll tell you something. Not only should, should the number one priority in this offseason get Pete Alonzo's name on a contract, right, with all the freaking money Uncle Stevie has and his hedge funds and his paintings and all that crap, okay? But you know what else they should be doing? They should be signing, make sure they bring DJ Stewart back. This guy's been terrific. Guy's got like a 1,000 OPS. And I don't want to hear, well, he's 29, you know, you know. Uh, he's not a prospect anymore. So what? Maybe it finally took him till now to find himself. This guy's been phenomenal. I want to see Alonzo, uh, you know, let Alonzo be, uh, let Stewart be the protection for Alonzo next year. Stewart's the right fielder, and he's played well, too, defensively. I want to see this guy in right field next year. I mean, give me a break. No more Daniel Vogelback. Please get him out of here. Let me see this guy in right field. And I don't know what went down with Mauricio, but Mauricio, to me, looks like, they said he didn't have a position. It looks like he's been playing second base his whole life since he came up here. So hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully we see him tonight. We'll see Ellie Dela Cruz tonight, of course, the Cincinnati Red sensation, you know, who Mauricio kind of reminds me of in a lot of ways. But um, I'm very down in the Mets. They screwed the fan base this year. And, you know, they better get, they better be right about what they're doing. I'll tell you right now. And they better freaking sign Pete Alonso. And I don't know where they're going to find a pitching staff, but it's it's very curious that every time we see Lucchese, he pitches well, and then they bury him in the minors, and this guy Butho has pitched well too, and they kind of buried him as well. And we continue to see all this. And I'll tell you one thing. they got to upgrade. Now, I know Edwin Diaz is coming back next year, but this bullpen is a disgrace. I mean, you know, you know one piece of you-know-what after another out of the bullpen. <laughs> I mean, how many how many times, you know, the starters, starting pitching has actually been good, and Sang has been terrific. I mean, Sanga, another six innings of shutout baseball yesterday. He's got his ERA under three now, 11-7 and seven on the year. You know, that's been an outstanding free agent signing by the Mets. We'll give him credit for that one. He's been really, really good. And I guess they got this other – isn't there another pitcher in Japan? I forget the guy's name. I guess, that you know, another guy that the Mets are kind of looking at and all of that. And we'll see what they do if they even make any run at Otani. And more and more am I thinking that's not happening. But they better get Pete Alonso signed. <laughs> Number one priority for the New York Mets in the offseason, sign Pete Alonso. And I am scared of this guy, David Stearns. And the other thing about Stearns, right? Everybody's going nuts. Oh, he's, a, you know, he's going to uh, look what he did in Milwaukee with a limited payroll. You know, he's going to come down to all Uncle Stevie's money and all this. What does that mean? He didn't win nothing in Milwaukee. All right, they're a nice team. They're a playoff team. They don't win nothing. What makes me think he's going to come here and all of a sudden he's going to be the end-all, be-all? Yeah, yeah, these guys, these geeks that that run baseball now, man, 
It's unbelievable. It really, really, really scares the hell out of me. So I am not at all thrilled about the hiring of David Stearns. Let's hope it works out well. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I am not, like I said, not not thrilled about it in the least. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Let's get the uh, sponsors in here, and then we'll uh, look look ahead to week two in the National Football League. Uh, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Now, as far as the next live podcast, we'll let you know sometime, and I'll be 70 the next time. My birthday's coming up. Anybody wants to send me presents, please do. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm not having any big party. My birthday is, is coming up a week from this Tuesday, the 26th. I'll be 7-0, which is an extremely – you know, when you hit 70, let's, let's tell it like it is, okay? You're old. You know, you can, you know when you hit like 40, 40, you're like a baby. You're, oh, I'm old. I'm 40. Uh, really? Where do I sign for being 40 the rest of my life? And then you hit 50. Uh, 50, was, uh, 50 actually wasn't bad. Then you hit 60. And you're like, well, I'm 60, I'm old, but I'm not, you know. But when you hit 70, you're at the point of no return. I mean, 70, 70, you know, you're 10 years away from 80. I mean, where are you going here, you know? The, the days are getting numbered. I mean, so let's let's tell it like it is here. But if anybody wants to throw some presents my way, I'm good, man, you know. I'm easy to buy for. You know, just think Jets, Mets, golf. You're good. Right? I'm an easy guy. Jets, Mets, golf. That's it. You, you can't lose. Come on. Unbelievable. So anyway, but but presents will be accepted if you want. There's no big party coming. I'm not having a party. Don't think of that. Forget the, the goddamn party. I'm going to be, you know, probably playing golf that day anyway. Hopefully it's a nice day. But let's get back to the, uh, to the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. Sometime in October, we'll have our next live podcast. Uh, looks like Fireman Ed. I got to get. I got to set set it up to get Ed in for this. That seems to be uh, the next guy up. Uh, you know, I know Evan was going to be with us, but I think uh, the groundswell is for Eddie uh, Fireman Ed to come come in, especially now that we're in the middle of the Jet season. And you know, uh, of course, the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company, ten minutes off of the George Washington Bridge, less than thirty seconds off Route Four, and beautiful. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? <laughs> the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go see the great Mike Jones. Good win by his Raiders on Sunday over Denver. Uh, go see the great Mike Jones. Go see TJ Andre Herb, the home of there. Uh, and we'll let you know what the uh, next live podcast will be, probably sometime in October. Uh, Anita Discount Tire. See my son Johnny, his great boss, Ari. Both of them happy. Their team's won this week. Ari, you know, you and I are going head-to-head this week because Ari's a Cowboy fan. Johnny, of course, Saints win last week over Tennessee. They got a Monday night game coming up against Carolina. Two Monday night games this week and, and next week, too. I like it. One game on ESPN, one game on ABC. This week, you got the Saints and the Panthers on ESPN at 7. And at 8, you got a real good game. You got the AFC North uh, battle between uh, the Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. So you got a couple real good games coming up. But uh, go see Ari. Go see Johnny. You need work done on your car. Uh, you need tires. You need your car inspected. Anita Discount Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Tell them that uh, Joe B. sent you. And, of course, DraftKings. Uh, where else Where else can you bet? What, do you want to bet anything but DraftKings? Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered? Uh, on the action for every single one of them. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets 
Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game, every game day this September. Uh, get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and uh, use code OTHEPAIN, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. You can sign up. New, new customers bet just 5 bucks, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code OTHEPAIN. The crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, and that's uh, 877-HOPE, um, H-O-P-E-N-Y, or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help's available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, which I'm imagining is in Kansas, 21-plus uh, age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire every seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay. Uh, week two in the National Football League. Uh, I am pumped up for the Jets. I feel good about the Jets this week in spite, of course, of uh, Rodgers not being there. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game against Dallas. Low-scoring game. I think the Jets can can shut. I don't really love Dallas's offense. I think the Jets' defense can do some things against their offense, and the Jets got to play the conservative ground-and-pound, run the football with Brees and Dalvin Cook, and, uh, you know, just make uh, uh, Wilson a game manager here, Zach Wilson. And I think they can win this game. I think the, the spread is completely out of whack as far as the Jets and the Cowboys this week. But without any further ado, let's uh, do our uh, picks for the week. As I mentioned, last week, my wife beat me. She went two and one, and I went one and two. I'll give you the rundown. Let me give you the rundown for her as I'm uh, fumbling with my uh, my book here a little bit. But nevertheless, so last week, Terry goes two and one. She um, – she lost her loss was with the Vikings. She had the Vikings laying six against Tampa. Tampa won the game outright, 20 to 17. She won with the Falcons laying three and a half against Carolina. They won by 14. And she won with the Raiders as we were watching that game. Oh, we we're watching that game on the on the uh red zone. And uh, you know, the, the Broncos take that 16-10 lead, and then she watches her buddy Garoppolo take the Raiders right down the field <laughs> for the game-winning touchdown. So she had the Raiders plus three and a half against Denver. So two and one for Terry last week. I went one up and two down. Like I said, the Jets saved me from what would have been a, 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 a 0 for 3 week. I lost. This is the home underdogs. I lost. I, I bet I went with all home underdogs. I lost with Pittsburgh, who got destroyed by the 49ers, who right now clearly look like the best team in the NFL. I lost with the Patriots. They lost by five. I was getting four. They lost to the Eagles 25-20. And obviously won with the Jets. And I won my uh, knockout pick. I had the Ravens. Over the Houston Texans, the Ravens won the game 25-9. to So here we go, week number two in the National Football League. I'm starting with this. I'm taking the Cardinals getting five and a half against the Giants. I'm sorry, Giant fans. Until I see the Giants play a quality football game, I'm worried about them. And I can't, and I know the Cardinals stink, and I know the Cardinals are probably the worst team in the National Football League. I get it. But right now, you know, they, I mean, they gave Washington a game last week. They only lost by four, 20 to 16. Giants laying five and a half. That's a big number. It really is. How can the Giants be a five and a half uh, uh, point favorite on the road against anybody after what we saw Sunday night against the Cowboys? 
So I'm taking the Cardinals plus five and a half at home against the Giants. That's game one. Tara, what do you got? I'm going in game one. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Texans. I'm getting one and a half over the Colts. I'm going with two road favorites and one home underdog. Okay, so you're taking Houston plus a point and a half. Mm-hmm. The game is in Houston, so they're a home dog yep. in this game. All home right. Doggy. Okay, very good. Divisional <laughs> game there in the AFC South. And you got the two rookie quarterbacks in that game. You got C.J. Stroud of, of the Texans. You got Anthony Richardson, who got banged up a little bit in the loss to the Jaguars last week for the Colts. So that'll be an interesting game. Houston lost to Baltimore. So both teams looking for their first win. All right. So, Tear going with the Texans plus a point and a half at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Game one for her. Game two for me, uh, I'm taking the Lions lane six at home against Seattle. Now, I've seen this as low as four and a half. What I'm going with is six. I love what I saw from the Lions in week one against Kansas City. I think the Lions are for real. I love Dan Campbell as a coach. I think Jared Goff has kind of really found himself now in Detroit. You know, it's his team. Uh I like their two-headed running back, the kid Montgomery, that was later the Chicago Bears, uh, the kid out of Alabama, Gibbs. They got a terrific offensive line. Penny Sewell, one of the best uh, best right tackles in football, if not the. They got a solid defense. And, I, you know, look, I just don't like – I don't like what I saw from Seattle last week. I mean, they got whacked at home by the Rams. Not a very good day for Geno Smith. You know, maybe the Seahawks – I mean, they made the playoffs last year. Maybe the Seahawks are going to start to descend now under Pete Carroll. So, uh, and the game's in Detroit. I, I just think the Lions are for real. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Watch out for them. I'm going to lay the six. I think when all is said and done, Detroit will win the NFC North. Give me the Lions, game two. Give me the Lions laying six at home against the Seattle Seahawks. There, game two. I'm taking the Chiefs. I don't know if I'm making a mistake or not, but. Chiefs laying Chiefs three, laying three. On, the, on the road on the against road. the Jaguars. Yes. And it looks like Travis but, Kelsey and Chris Jones, I know Kelsey was limited in practice uh, yesterday, but I think you'll see Kelsey on Sunday and Chris Jones, who's back from his holdout. So that bodes well for the Chiefs coming off that opening night loss to the, to the Lions. I'm hoping. <laughs> so you're going Kansas I'm City. Going, I'm going Kansas City. Getting three. Laying three. laying three. They're laying the points on the road. Laying the points on the road. Chiefs laying three against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Interesting game. So that's game two for you. Kansas yeah. City minus three against the Jags. All right, game three for me. I'm taking the Jets again. Why not? I'm getting nine and a half. I've seen eight and a half. I've seen nine and a half. This line to me is a complete overreaction. Number one, to what the Cowboys did to the Giants on Sunday night. And number two to the injury to Rodgers. You know, you can't tell I me. Mean, that's I understand the game's in Dallas. This this is this is this spread is out of whack. To me, this is a close game. This is a field goal game. I think this is gonna be a very low scoring game. A lot of defense in this game. I, I mean I, probably whoever wins the turnover battle <clears throat> will wind up winning it. I think the Jets can run the football here against the Cowboys with Hall and and Cook. I don't love the Cowboys offense. I think the Jet defense could do some things getting after Dak Prescott in this football game. I really do. Now, I am concerned, and I think you have to be if you're a Jet fan, uh, about uh, the offensive line going up against Dallas's defensive front. You know, Micah Parsons and company, you know, we saw they just overran the Giants last Sunday night. So uh, I'm concerned about that. Obviously, Zach Wilson, 
Uh, now, you know, he gets a week. Yeah, he played. He, he didn't play great last last Monday night in the win over the uh, the Brown uh, the Browns, the win over the, um, the Bills. But again, you know, a guy walks in into the into the stadium thinking I'm never seeing the field this year, and four plays into it, he's the quarterback again. And I thought he played pretty well. He got the win, 14 of 21, 140 yards. He threw the one bad pick to Milano, uh, the one uh, touchdown to Garrett Wilson on that circus catch. I like the Jets. I think it's a close game. I think nine and a half. Is way out of whack, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets won this game. So game three, give me the Jets plus nine and a half in Dallas against the Cowboys. Tear game three for you. I'm taking the Saints. <clears throat> Excuse me. Over the Panthers. Lane three. Right. On the road On in the Carolina. Road. So yes. Monday this night is game. My second Monday night, seven favorite. o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So go Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so my wife going, she's laying the three on the road with the uh, Saints against Carolina. Saints, of course, winning last week by a point over Tennessee at home, and Carolina uh, beaten last week uh, by the uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, twenty-four to ten. So uh, Saints one and zero, and the uh, Panthers at zero and one. And again, that's the part of that doubleheader on Monday Night Football, seven o'clock ESPN. You got the Saints in Carolina, and at eight o'clock you got the a Browns in Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. And you're going to get another double dip next week as well. So I like what they're doing there. Uh, one game on ESPN, one game on ABC. All right. So uh, the knockout pick for me, let me get my knockout pick. I won last week with the Ravens. I'm taking the Bills over the Raiders. As much as I hate to take the Bills for anything, I think they'll bounce back this week. The Raiders won last week uh, in Denver. Obviously, the Bills losing to the Jets, the overtime walk-off. A punt return by Xavier uh, uh, Gibson. Uh, But I like Buffalo to bounce back at home this week. Tough spot for the Raiders coming across country, you know, to play what essentially for them is like a 10 o'clock in the morning game against Buffalo. So give me the Bills uh, in the knockout pool uh, this week. Obviously, the Bills are favored. I believe it's nine and a half. The point spread doesn't matter. So my knockout pick is Buffalo. I won last week with the uh, Ravens over Houston in the knockout pool. So. Uh, the Beningo picks for week two in the NFL. Give me the Cardinals plus five and a half at home against the Giants. Give me the Lions laying six at home against Seattle. And give me the Jets getting nine and a half on the road in Dallas against the Cowboys. And a knockout pick, give me Buffalo at home against the Raiders. As far as Tear goes, I'll give her the picks again for her. She likes the uh, Houston Texans plus a point and a half at home against Indianapolis. The Chiefs on the road laying three as a road favorite against the Jaguars. And the Saints a road favorite as well. Three-point favorite uh, at Minis- uh, excuse me, at Carolina on Monday night. So the Joe Beningo, Terry Beningo, <laughs> pro football picks for week two. And she's got a one-game lead on me so far. And believe me, she loves every second of that. <laughs> I, <laughs> you do. It's a lot of love. No, I know. No, 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 no. You're pumped up. Certainly I know. not knowledge. Yeah, oh. well, uh, so there's always knowledge involved. All right. You know, and as I've said many times, my wife, you don't have to know anything. I mean, you, you could go eeny, meeny, miny, mo with these spreads. You know, like I said, look at last <laughs> night. Perfect example. The Eagles are laying seven. They're in control of the game basically all night. They're up 34-21. Late touchdown drive by Minnesota to cover the spread. So, you know, this is this is this is how football is when you're, you know, betting with the point spreads. But um, so anyway, big week, pumped up. We'll see what happens. Um, not a great college football week at all. Uh, you do have the Tennessee-Florida uh, game. 
uh, if you're excited about that. If you're into Rutgers, who's who uh, off to a 2-0 start, they play Vatek this week, an old Big East game, the old, the old, the old Big East football conference. So Rutgers at 2-0 playing Virginia Tech this week. Um, you know, nothing else really jumps out jumps out at me. Of course, uh, Dion and his Colorado Buffaloes playing Colorado State this week. I think Dion got a little ticked off when the Colorado State coach came to the uh, – uh, did his press conference looking, trying to look like Dion. He had the hat on, the sunglasses, the whole deal. And Dion got a little, a little, took a, a little offense to that. And uh, he said it's going to be personal this week against Colorado State. You got to believe uh, Shadia Sanders and Hunter and those guys are just going to bury uh, Colorado State here. So we'll see. Not the, like I said, not the greatest college football week uh, if you're into the uh, college football. But we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, the Giants, they, this is a huge game for the Giants this week. I mean, the Giants have to beat Arizona. They're, they're staring at a lot of uh, long, long miles of, of bad road if they don't win this game going into play the Niners uh, in week three in San Francisco. Right now, to me, the San Francisco 49ers look like the best team in football. They are loaded. Uh, they just destroyed Pittsburgh last week. Brock Purdy looked great. Uh, all those guys, that, you know, uh, offensive weapons, McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk and Debo Samuel, uh, their defense is top flight led by Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. They are a very – they right now, if I was doing the NFL power rankings, they'd be my number one uh, team right now in the NFL. We'll see. It's only week one. Let's see what happens in week two. We'll see with the Jets. I feel good about them in spite of Rodgers' injury. Um, hey. Let's go shock the world again. Nobody has any respect for them with the point spread against Dallas this week. Let's go beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. I will uh, talk to you tomorrow on my uh, Saturday morning show on WFAN, uh, starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, we'll talk to you on Monday uh, with the podcast. Enjoy the football. All the love.